This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to the God Trump 2020 podcast. Last Friday, I had the privilege of attending a Trump rally in Miami, Florida. It was at El Rey de Jesus Church, which is also called King Jesus Ministries. It's pastored by my longtime friend, Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. It was the kickoff of something that they're calling the Evangelicals for Trump Coalition. And President Trump has been trying to make inroads with some of the minority communities, especially Hispanics. My observation, which I reported in both of my other books, uh, God and Donald Trump, as well as Trump Aftershock, is that among evangelical Hispanics, now these are conservative, Bible-believing, many of them Pentecostals, that he has pretty high support and that that could have even been pivotal in the 216 election. So I thought it was very interesting and also brilliant to have this kickoff, not at some mega church in the suburbs, but at a Pentecostal Hispanic church, probably the largest in the country. I've been to several Trump rallies. Actually, I've seen a lot on TV and attended the big one in Orlando on, I think it was uh, June 17th, where he announced that he was running for president. This one had a lot of similarities. You know, Trump is Trump. When he speaks, the crowd responds. He focused on a lot of issues, of course, that were very, very important to this group of people. But I thought it was kind of significant what he didn't focus on. Uh, He didn't focus at all on the attack he got from Christianity Today, which at one time was, you know, without question, kind of the voice of evangelicalism. That's less and less and less. It's, uh, in my opinion, and of course I have worked in the same market as them for really all my career, it really kind of represents sort of a, I call them left of center brand, and I knew for years that they uh, felt like that. In my opinion, they're good people. Um, I think they're sincere, but they are not the same kind of conservative as Robert Jeffress or Jerry Fogel Jr., or I could name a whole lot of other people. But it, it was surprising to me, and I've, I've done a podcast on it. I've written about it. We've covered it on Charisma News. Uh, it was just interesting to me that they came out publicly like they did. But that's a subject for another day. And if you miss those podcasts, you can go on the Charisma Podcast Network. But he didn't mention it at all. He wasn't even saying that you know this coalition was the antidote to that or it was starting a response to that. He just kind of ignored it, other than when he kind of thanked Franklin Graham, uh, he said he thanked him for his support the last couple of weeks, and that had to be a reference to this. He also did not mention the impeachment. didn't come up at all, uh, as, as if it wasn't on the radar screen. And he barely mentioned the attack in Iraq of General Soleimani, Uh, which had just happened within 24 hours before that. Other than he he began with kind of a tribute to our brave men and women in the armed forces who uh, serve our country and protect our country against enemies. On the other hand, he mentioned the church shooting, uh, got a standing ovation in reference to how he was glad that the church actually had someone armed who was able to take out the shooter in six seconds. He mentioned the anti-Semitic attacks that have happened most recently in New York City. 
I've also written about that, or actually wrote about both of them. Uh, these podcasts, of course, are on the Charisma Podcast Network basically forever. And you can check out what I had to say. He was very strong in what he said about anti-Semitism. He said we have to stand in solidarity. He said we have to oppose it in all its forms. He mentioned an executive order that's going to uh, withhold federal funds from colleges and universities that allow anti-Semitism to flourish on their campuses. And there have been a lot of examples of this, especially the BDS movement, which is a boycott, divest, and a sanction. And of course, that was a real crowd pleaser too. Uh, he talked about Israel and how he had kept his promise to move the embassy. And also, he recently recognized the Golan Heights, which have been a part of Israel for a long time, but a, a lot of people uh, in the world considered it occupied territory, not something that was annexed. Rally is online somewhere. I had several people later tell me uh, about it, and they'd seen it. So you can watch it for yourself. But I was just wanting to give uh, some observations. Now, my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 election, and this podcast is my way to try to rally uh, the evangelical community. And so, of course, I was very interested and drove down to Miami. It's a little too... It's not a convenient drive, but it's a little too close to fly. But I went down there. Uh, Peter Lowe, my friend, uh, went with me, and we had a good time uh, talking about all these things. Of course, I saw a lot of people I know. We had to get there a couple hours early, you know, security. And it kind of had the feel of a church service. I mean, it wasn't a church. And you know how if you go to a church service maybe early or stay after, everyone kind of stands around and visits. Well, that's what we did. And Everybody was there from Rod Parsley to John Hagee, who, by the way, had people standing in line to take uh, photos with him. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Chris Hodges, the mega pastor from Birmingham, was there, and Jim Garlow. Kelly Shackelford, who is uh, an attorney who has won a lot of religious liberty cases. These are all people I know. I took some notes. Of course, Ralph Reed was there, Tom Mullins from the huge church down in Florida. Marcus and Joni Lamb were there as well, as was Eric Metaxas, who did the foreword for my new book. So I was able to actually present him a copy. It had just come off the press a few days uh, before. I'll be on his his program um, in a week. Gary Bowers was there. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, Dr. Don and Mary Colbert, Chandra Pierce, the comedian, Mike Tate, the singer, and, uh, of course, Paula White was there, and she introduced him. She talked about him having people of faith around him. And uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Danny Gurkey, the singer, did a wonderful job on the national anthem. And uh, it was just a great rally. But it also had the feel of kind of a church service. Uh, when you came up, when you walked up, uh, the church... Uh, piped Christian music out in the parking lot. Now, I assume this is something they do on a regular basis. Uh, as we waited, we visited for a while, but then their praise and worship band came out, sang some really very fast and, and powerful songs. Uh, but they also did slow songs like What a Beautiful Name It Is. And uh, it was just like being in a big charismatic church. And uh, I, I kind of, I had... Uh, some people sitting around me, uh, including somebody from a Dutch reform background, and uh, they seemed to enjoy the service, but I kind of teased them a little bit. I said, uh, 
do they sing and pray like this in your church? <clears throat> of course, they kind of chuckled when I said that. Apostle Maldonado came out and uh, greeted everyone. He did, I thought it was kind of interesting, he did give a disclaimer that uh, this wasn't a, an official church function. He's come under a lot of attack for letting people use his church. <clears throat> but then he prayed a very powerful prayer, as did uh, some others, including uh, Paula White Cane. I mean, they just prayed in the name of Jesus, and they prayed for uh, God to restore our nation and uh, so forth. Few people prayed for the news media that was there. And, you know, there was kind of the, uh, the president poked at the news media, and, and there was a very, very, very slight booing a couple of times when uh, something was said about they weren't objective or didn't cover Christians in a very good light. But I thought it was pretty subdued. In fact, the president himself seemed a little bit subdued. I guess uh, maybe because it was more of a church setting. But uh, I thought the whole thing got off to a good start. There seemed to be a real good feel. Um, you know, afterwards, some of us mingled uh, for a few minutes and, uh, and talked about what uh, even the evangelical for, uh, Evangelicals for Trump coalition would look like. There was a little bit of discussion about the Christianity Today op-ed, but uh, nobody thought that it was going to change many uh, votes. I was able to kind of discreetly hand out a few books that I had brought with me in a, in a little bag. But one thing was that some of the people who were there waiting, who were sitting uh, near us, you know, I was giving it to uh, people like Al Dr. Alveda King, who did an endorsement, and Jim uh, Garlow, who did an endorsement. They hadn't seen it, of course. I didn't really have copies for the general public, but a lot of people were wanting the book. I hope that's a uh, foreshadowing of things to come. And of course, I told them they had to go to uh, Amazon to get it. I'm hoping that this will maybe solidify the vote. I'm concerned that like the Christianity Today uh, column isn't going to sway many of our people. I, I don't even know that my book would get in the hands of, of people who have just decided they don't like Trump. Uh, I'm going to personally send it to some of the better known Never Trumpers and just say, look, out of intellectual honesty, you know, I'd like you to, to uh, read the arguments I made because my feeling is that with the way the country is going, we have got to support the one person who's really kind of come to our, our aid and our rescue. And uh, it sort of doesn't matter if you like his tweets or don't like his tweets. I personally kind of like them. And I'm very strong uh, for Donald Trump. I'm actually doing this podcast from a hotel room while I'm actually on my book tour. It actually kicked off and I'll be uh, doing a lot of media. But I wanted to do this podcast and uh, write an op-ed, or maybe it's almost more of a little news report, I guess, now that I think of it. I consider what I write usually op-eds. Just share my observations for what they're worth, my recollection, my you can, like I said, you can watch it on YouTube, but this is a little bit of the behind the scenes. And uh, also talk about uh, getting my book out. I hope that you will want to read it. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com, also ChristianBooks.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And it's going to be uh, widely available in Sam's and Walmart and Barnes and & Noble and places like that. And of course, Christian bookstores. I'm hoping that it, it makes an impression. If you listen to this before the launch date of January 14th, you can go to 
GodTrump2020.com. It's a shortened version of the name, GodTrump2020.com. And if you order it ahead of time, uh, we will send you a whole bunch of free stuff, and you can read more about it there. And it's our way to try to uh, get the ball rolling with uh, pre-sales. I will thank you for listening to my podcast. Uh, I've started this new podcast, hopefully to attract a new uh, group of people that are interested in the election. I, w- I will also run it on the Strang Report because, uh, I'm, you know, by God's grace, I built up an audience there, or a following, I should say. In fact, we just got the numbers for 2019, and I had 2.2 million downloads. Uh, I had one download, uh, one uh, podcast about... Uh, how spiritual warfare is involved with the impeachment hearings that got over 120,000 downloads. It really kind of blew my mind, but I do believe that there's spiritual warfare. And if you are an intercessor and you're praying, um, and as you pray for the country, and if the Lord brings my name to mind, I want you to pray for me because I'm becoming aware of the enormous spiritual attack against me personally, and I'm wanting to stand strong and do what's right. And uh, I've uh, asked some friends, and I'll ask my podcast listeners. I don't know that I've ever done that, but of course, there's nothing wrong with it. And to just pray for me personally. And uh, if you like the podcast, uh, share it with friends. That's really how uh, the numbers get huge like that. Of course, I've got some small podcasts, but uh, these big ones... Uh, really make it uh, the numbers add up and so I hope you enjoyed listening and with that I'll wrap this edition of God Trump in the 2020 election podcast and invite you to listen again. God bless you.